everyone! Spring quarter is in full swing and we're back with another episode of Influx, a place where you can engage with Flux at your own time. We're continuing with our new format and I hope you all enjoy it, which means that we will be announcing our events at the end of the podcast. But for now, let's get right into the main event. This week we have... Hi, I'm Sarah Donkles. I graduated from the SCAD UX program in 2020, so less than a year ago, and now I'm a product designer at Uber. We sat down with Sarah to talk about life as a recent graduate from SCAD's UX program. Having graduated at the start of the pandemic, we got a chance to talk about that specific transition and how the past year has been for her. We also found out that Eric, Eric Flat, is her favorite flex officer. And we talked about how she produces a Spotify playlist that is updated weekly. It was such a blast getting to talk to her. So let's get right into it. What have you been up to lately? I, you said that you're currently in the SAV 912. What brings you to town? Um, well, I graduated at a really weird time. Uh-huh. So I didn't really get to say bye to my friends. And some people did come back down. So I've been seeing a couple people now that it's safer to do so. Yeah. Also, I don't want to pay San Francisco rent. So I'm avoiding going <laughs> to the Bay at all costs, even though that's where I'm located job-wise. You brought up kind of having a weird graduation. So I know a little bit about it. Like you had an offer at Uber that got rescinded due to COVID. Mm-hmm. And then apparently your portfolio was not existent for a while (laughs) (laughs) because you thought you had a job and you got a job at lunchbox and then now you're back at uber can you take us through this yes varun my great mentee likes to expose me for (laughs) taking down my portfolio for a couple months um so the portfolio was never deleted it was just not being hosted because i didn't want to pay for it Mm -hmm. i was had a contract signed i was an intern at uber Um, Signed a contract with them right before I left. So that was August going into my senior year. So I was like, I'm going to take it relaxed. I had an offer up until two weeks before I graduated. Like I stayed in contact with my team, going back Mm. to the same people. Um, And then COVID hit and they dropped all of the returning interns contracts, which was a rough time right before graduation. So I gave myself a couple weeks to like regroup and then updated my portfolio and relaunched it. Mm-hmm. Um, started interviewing at places and then found myself at a startup working with food tech, so making apps for individual restaurants. And about a month and a half ago, a recruiter from Uber reached out and asked, like, would you be interested in coming back? Like, your position is being reopened, your projects are being reopened, you're the one person that actually knows about this stuff, and we'd love to have you back. So it was a pretty easy transition. They reached out on a Mm -hmm. Wednesday and by the next Wednesday, so like five business days, I had an offer. So it was a pretty easy transition to go back to the same team, same people. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Well, let's break it down a little bit more. Um, (laughs) Okay. Let's talk about it more. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's a long year, right? Like, yeah. um, How how was your time at Lunchbox? Like, how long were you working there? Like, you go a little bit more in depth about what you did um, yeah. and then how did it feel like Uber reaching back out with you and all that stuff, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So Lunchbox was definitely the opposite of what Uber was. And that's both good and bad. There was positives in both and negatives in both. 
Um, what I did at Lunchbox, I was a product designer, just like I was at Uber. Uh, a lot smaller of a team. The entire organization was about 100 people. There was three people working on product design. And one thing that I found myself doing almost as much as the work itself was working on our process, just because it wasn't really flushed out. Mm. At Uber, like, we just, like, it's been there for 10 years. Uh, we have senior level designers working on that kind of stuff. But being fresh out of college, they wanted my input on how things should be run, which is mm. stressful um, on top of normal work. So when a recruiter reached out from Uber, I thought I was getting fished, to be completely honest. I didn't think it was a real email. It wasn't like a recruiter that I knew, um, but she mentioned the names that like I knew. So I was like, oh, like, yeah, you can call me if you want. And she kind of just gave me the, like, the rundown of your positions back open. Do you want to come back? And I said I'd entertain it and look where we are. Yeah. Um, you said that two weeks before graduation is when this happened. Mm-hmm. And you said you, what, did, what was the phrase you used? You recuperated? How did you recuperate? Like, that is such a big blow. Like, you're about to <laughs> graduate and then it's like, oh, sorry. Oh, you don't have a job anymore. Um, yeah. It didn't feel real for a while because like it was like, oh, I'm moving out to SF. This is all going to happen. But mm-hmm. I also wasn't alone. Like, that was pretty across the board for my entire graduating class was just, like, offer rescinded, offer rescinded. That's mm-hmm. what LinkedIn looked like for, like, a solid month. Like, I remember the Disney kids getting laid off and Airbnb, yeah. everyone from Uber, Google wasn't getting back to people. So I wasn't, a, like, I wasn't alone in it, but it didn't feel real. So I just took a couple weeks of, like, I'm not going to work on my portfolio. I don't even want to yeah. talk about it. I just need to graduate, like finish my senior project and mm-hmm. graduate and not think about this. So yeah. I did that the best I could. Yeah. Were you worried or was it just like, yeah, it'll happen, but just like a little bit of a wait now? Um, yes, worried just because I knew that it wasn't going to be an easy process. I knew I would get a job eventually, but also people were like, oh, the economy's going to crash. And I was like, Mm-hmm. It's a great time to graduate college. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, I knew it would eventually happen. It was just a patience game. And Uber, like, my manager called me and he was like, we're going to put you on a list. Like, when we start rehiring, we'll reach out. And I didn't believe him. I was like, that list doesn't exist. But fun fact, the list exists because <laughs> he left and they still called me back and gave me my job back. So yeah. it's really just a game of patience. Yeah. That's so hard to do, though. Oh, I know. Because you just want to, like, you know, four years of getting ready, and then it's like, yeah. Yeah. No, if, if I was in that position, I would have, like, lost my shit. <laughs> <laughs> lost I it. never said I didn't. <laughs> no, no, no. The reason I say that is because, um, <clears throat> especially as an international student, we have, like, a year to get a job, which is, like, mm-hmm. it's enough time, but, like, if you don't get the job in the year, you get kicked out of the country. Um, mm-hmm. And then it becomes exponentially harder to work in the U.S. And, yeah. like, it's, it, not everyone wants to work in the U.S., but, like, since I studied here, it just kind of makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. The U.S. is cool sometimes. Okay. Um, <laughs> at your time as SCAD, Sarah, you were a very active member of the U.X. community. Of course, mm-hmm. we all know this. Um, you were even Varun's mentor. What? Through SCAD Flux. And you even founded lit which is formerly ladies in tech and i think it's now leaders in inclusive thinking 
Is that right? Yes. Varun? Yes, yeah? it is. Okay. Um, so how is your experience being a mentor to Varun, Savannah, Zoe? Uh, and Zoe is actually part of the team now, too. Yeah. That's really cool. And she's yeah. an industrial major, so. Nice. A lot I of I mean, yeah. Varun was the worst, obviously. <laughs> he was a terrible mentee. No, um, I loved mentoring everyone that I did. I think the mentor program was probably my favorite part of Flux. Mm-hmm. Um, I always felt imposter syndrome, though, like giving people advice. I remember Varun would ask me, like, how do I get an, inter- an internship? And I was like, I don't, I don't know. I feel like I just <laughs> kind of got lucky. I don't have, like, this great advice for you. Um, but before I left, I told all of them, like, whenever you need something, just text me. Like, this isn't just while I'm here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm proud of all of them. They all seem to be doing exciting things. Varun has an internship coming up. Um, I know Savannah does, too. So it's really mm-hmm. cool to watch. I know that, like, it's been two years, but the growth has been really exciting. Yeah. And don't worry. Now now I feel like an imposter. Like, I have no idea how I got my internship. <laughs> you know how I feel now? Because you were like, how did you end up at Uber? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and do you think, I mean, I feel like it goes without saying, but do you think it's important for professionals or upperclassmen to, like, have that in, that mentor kind of, process for new designers in the field? Yeah. I mean, I've had multiple mentors even outside of SCAD. And Mm -hmm. I think you can have like mentors for a lot of aspects of life. Um, When I was interviewing with Uber, there was someone that graduated two years prior to me. I didn't know her at SCAD, but Mm -hmm. she was an Uber intern as well. And she knew I was going through the process and we connected. And she sat on the phone with me for a solid two hours and asked me every interview question she could think of. So then when I went to my interviews, I, like, was fine. Um, Mm -hmm. So having people like that in your life is super useful and nice and helps with anxiety. Um, And then, like, through my internship, I had mentors, too, that just helped with, like, workplace culture stuff, like, stuff that you don't really learn in school. Like, how Mm -hmm. do you run a sprint? Like, SCAD doesn't really teach you how to do that in the real world, I would say, with, like, engineers. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think mentorship is very important. Yeah. And um, last question on this topic. What's, what prompted you to start Lit? And what are your thoughts on the club as it is now? Yeah, I mean, that was supposed to be one meeting during Flux. So when I interned at Uber, <laughs> like, <laughs> went at, like, so I interned at Uber, there was a women at Uber, like, group. And mm-hmm. they had, like, a talk and they were saying, like, oh, if you start this conversation earlier is going to be more effective. You shouldn't just have this conversation with higher ups. So when I came back to SCAD, that's what I said I wanted to like bring to flux from Mm -hmm. my internship. And then Suzanne Fu pulled me aside and said, you need to make us your own club. It can be bigger than just one meeting. Mm -hmm. So that's what I did my senior year. That was never my plan to start a club my senior year, but I'm super happy that I did it. And I see Sherry, doing an awesome job being president and it's gotten bigger than I ever thought it would be. So it's super cool to like look and see what they're doing and catch up with them. Yeah. I remember when you, when you were trying to get this club started up and you needed like the signatures, I was walking past park class one day and you like rushed out and you're like, Rude, sign this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if they were honest signatures, but it worked. (laughs) It worked. Half the people didn't know what I was talking about, but if SCAD requires, I think it's 30 signatures, I'll get them. 
Don't yeah. worry about it. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. Um, for those who don't know who might be listening, uh, can you explain like what lit was, like the idea behind it, I guess? Yeah, so Ladies in Tech was just to bring up the conversation of diversity and inclusion in the tech field. Mm-hmm. I think it's definitely gotten better even since I've like had that conversation because Ladies in Tech has now moved to like um, more than just gender inclusion, like mm-hmm. race inclusion, sexual identity, um, gender identity, all of that. And I think with like Black Lives Matter, that has also brought things to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the original discussion, but now I know that it's like, how do you carry yourself as a professional and how do you ask the right questions, um, which is really cool to see at a college level. Yeah. Yeah. On, the, on, like, on that note, like, what are you seeing kind of in the workplace in terms of inclusion? Like, what are your thoughts of maybe Uber's inclusion or whatever? Yeah. So we actually had a meeting today where we talked about that. They talked about all the hires that happened in the last quarter and, like, the percentages on diversity and inclusion for all of that. So it's something that they've definitely, I don't remember that as an intern. It definitely could have happened. It just went over my head. But it's something that they put on the table for sure now. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. And with that, um, on the topic of Uber, can you tell us a little bit about the work you do at Uber? I know it's Uber Freight specifically, but what is Uber Freight and, like, what do you guys do? Yeah, so Uber Freight is almost like a startup within Uber. So in 2016, Uber bought out a freight startup called Auto and took it under their wing. So what we do is pretty much the Uber business model for trucking. So we provide like the software for shippers, which is like your Walmart target, and match them with carriers, which is truck drivers. Mm -hmm. So I specifically am a product designer on Marketplace. So I work on pricing and matching within Uber Freight. That's cool. Yeah, I've heard about that service before. I don't know where I heard it, where I've heard it from, but yeah, what an innovative idea. <laughs> it's it's wild to all like to have all the Uber designers together, and it's like, oh, we have super different products, but our way of thinking is very similar. Yeah, and have the same goals, so yeah. it works out. Are there anyone from, like, the original, like, team from the startup still working there, like, working as product designers? As product designers, I don't believe so. The head of freight is the guy that's made the startup, Mm -hmm. so he's still there. But product design-wise, I don't think so. That's cool. And how's it changed since, like, Uber acquired it, or, like, if you know, I'm not sure if you do. Um, I mean, it's grown. Uber Freight in itself has over 1,000 employees. And I know when they bought them out, it wasn't nearly that size. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the, the way that we run is different. The product itself has the same goal and idea. So. Yeah. And how does, the, like, the divisions in Uber, like, work? Like, I know there's Uber Eats, there's Uber Freight, mm-hmm. and I think, there, I think that's all? Um, so there's Rider Driver, which is the main business. Yeah. And then there's Uber Eats. And now Postmates is under Uber Eats. And then... Drizzy is now also in Uber Eats, which is the alcohol delivery service. So they've acquired all of those designers. Yeah. So Uber Eats is pretty big, which makes sense. I would say that's been successful in the past year or so. There's freight and there's the um, like jump bikes, Lime scooters. So those are called Nemo. I forget what the acronym means, but that's about it. And how like cross-functional are the teams? Like, do you guys talk to each other, or is it just really just kind of your own corner? Yeah, I mean, there's 
the freight design team is very tight. There's 12 of us. Um, so I consider myself to be friends with all of those people. And then mm -hmm. Uber design as a whole, it's like 150. And we do have meetings with everyone. And if we have things that are similar with like rides, we'll have a meeting with them. So say rewards in app, we have rewards for the riders. So we'll like have meetings with them and be like, how did you do this? What was your thought process? Mm -hmm. So it's nice to be in like a big organization like that and have those resources. Yeah. And this might be a question. I don't, I don't know if you can answer it or whatever, but okay. you said they acquired Drizzy. Is it Drizzle or Drizzy? Drizzy. Drizzy. And Postmates. But I've never seen like Uber branding behind those companies. Is that like intentional? They don't want to be associated completely? I don't really know their plans with that. Yeah. I'm not really, like, too into the eat side of things. Yeah. Um, it wouldn't shock me if, like, future iterations were to look like Uber or if they're just mm -hmm. acquired. I don't really know. I'm not speaking on Uber's part. But I think it's just so new that it's, yeah. like, we haven't gotten there yet. Yeah, totally. Okay, right. and, oh, did I cut you off? Yeah, but it's all right. <laughs> okay. Um, actually, how's your first week been back? Like, how's that been? Um, it's been really chill. Uh, I just have had one-on-ones with, like, my friends. And it's people I've stayed in contact with, too. So they're just like, hey, Sarah, what's new? And I'm like, literally nothing. I have not done anything <laughs> in a year. <laughs> um, but it's good to just see everyone again and have, like, the same conversations that mm -hmm. we had. And I really love the design team. That's why I was so comfortable going back. Um, like, we were really, really close when we were all in person. And mm -hmm. everyone's excited to go back to that so moving outside of work because we've been talking a lot about that do you have yeah. any new initiatives that's what Varun wrote or hobbies <laughs> that you've been enjoying <laughs> since the uh, pandemic I wrote initiatives because like mentoring technically an initiative but like you know uh, initiatives um I don't know or if hobbies or yeah Anything I've been like taking that? time for myself for the first time, which is exciting. I yeah. definitely didn't do that in school. Um, at the start of the pandemic, I really started to wear myself out because I would just work from mm -hmm. the time I woke up to sundown because I was like, oh, I have all this free time now. I don't have to go anywhere. And so I started working on like some side projects. Um, one thing that I did at the beginning of COVID was called Dining at a Distance, which was a COVID relief website for restaurants. Mm -hmm. It was just really a database to show what restaurants were open, what restaurants have takeout, which are just doing gift cards, which are closed. It was really simple, but it kept me busy during the beginning. It's not really mm -hmm. active anymore because most things are just open now. But it was a good way to spend my time while I was mm -hmm. bored. Yeah, Google kind of absorbed that functionality too. I think like they have it now. I know. It kind of expected, like it was going to happen, but you were the first to jump on, I guess. I know, Google. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Give me credit. Um, also, you do have an initiative that you didn't talk about, which is, I guess, <laughs> Spotify playlist that you've been creating weekly called Golden Hour. Um, can you yes. tell us a little bit about this? I called it an experiment here. I don't know. Like, I just kept on changing the words, but... Yeah, for sure. So I can't take credit for all of this. Garrett Albury, who also graduated from SCAD, did something very similar probably a year before I did it. And this came after my Dining at a Distance project because I burnt myself out 
with visual design after doing that. Mm-hmm. So I thought like, oh, I still want to make things and be creative, but I'm tired of looking at a screen. My eyes hurt. So I was like, I can do music and I can't create music to my knowledge. I've never really tried, but I don't think I'd be good at it, but I can listen to music and curate playlists. So mm-hmm. I started making playlists with 10 new songs a week and then making the album art for it. And it's 10 songs I've never heard of. And it's for a, an entire year I could have committed myself. So I think I have like three weeks left, two weeks left. And then it's going to be a year. But it's been a really good side project. Um, it's almost like a mm-hmm. diary at this point because I can now remember like what happened that week based off of the songs I was listening to because I'm no longer listening yeah. to the same five songs on repeat. That's really cool. Thank you. I, 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 I can't even understand doing that because, like, I, like you said, I listen to, like, not the same five, but, like, maybe the same 20 or 30 on repeat. And finding 10 new per week just sounds insane. It's a really good exercise. Like, it'll pull me away from my work. Also, it keeps me accountable for, like, one thing consistently for myself, mm-hmm. which is nice to have, like, outside of work. Because there's been so much turbulence in the past year from, like, a year ago I was in school. When I started this, I had my Uber offer. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't have an Uber offer. And I started a new job. Now I'm back at Uber. All within the same project, which is really interesting to like look back and think about mm-hmm. like my thoughts during each week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are there any songs that like you discovered like early on that you still listen to like a lot? Yeah. I think the ones in the beginning I still listen to a lot because it's starting to get a little dragged out at this point. Like, I'm definitely ready to be done with it. So I think the ones in the beginning, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so cool and interesting. And I love doing it. But now it's just like I can do it in probably a couple hours and find 10 songs I've never listened to and like. It's not just mm-hmm. like 10 completely random songs. Um, but, yeah, there's definitely some that I keep on repeat. But I spent... I think it was 96,000 minutes on Spotify last year. Oh, wow. Damn. So it definitely takes up time. Yeah. And how do you do it? Do you, like, do you just browse, like, Spotify? Do you, like, search? Or, yeah. There's a couple different ways that I'll do it. So if I find a small artist, I will look for, like, their recommended artists or people like them and then Mm -hmm. just kind of go down a rabbit hole of smaller artists that are recommended. Mm, that's cool. Yeah. Any artists you would recommend, actually, from this kind of rabbit hole? Um, I have a couple. So Kid Bloom is a really good one that I've... He's a little bit bigger, um, but I've just discovered him recently. And mm-hmm. then there's a really small band in Australia. I don't know how I found them. I think I'm their only American fan. Um, we've <laughs> DM'd so on Instagram cool. about it, and they're like, yeah, we think you're the only American fan, too. And I was like, solid. Um they are called The Cool Sounds, and they are in Australia. What type of music? It's kind of like beachy music. I don't... Uh. It's kind of like beachy indie music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what, like, what genres do you typically find on this? You know? I would like, say what, more, what do you look for? Yeah, I would say more indie music. I think that's mm-hmm. just my personal taste, but I'm kind of open to anything. I've gone mm-hmm. into other languages, too, which has been fun. Yeah. What languages? I know Spanish for sure, because I know Spanish, but I'm not sure about some other ones. It's just, oh, they've came up randomly, and I'll listen to it, and I'm like, I don't know what they're saying. 
but I like how it's. I like it. <laughs> yeah. And what's going to happen after three weeks from now? Does it start again? I need a break. Um, <laughs> I will have a playlist with 520 songs. That's a lot of songs. Like, yeah. I know. I know. I could drive across the country and never have it repeat. Mm-hmm. Do it. I think I, that's how Sounds I'm going like to move plan. to SF. I think that's how I'm going to have to do it. <laughs> That's a cool thought, though. Like, every time I have to drive cross-country a lot to get to SCAD, and every mm-hmm. time it's like you use up, like, 10 podcasts, and then you're like, what do I listen to? And you just listen to music on repeat. But the yeah. fact that you could go cross-country with one playlist, that's pretty I'll sick. I'll share it. I got yeah. you. How long is the drive, Nico, like, from Colorado? Uh, 25 hours. Um, How do you split that up? Like, how many days? Just two, two days. You're a madman. <laughs> and sometimes it's like split up between me and another driver. But if both people are taking cars, then it's, yeah. You know how it is. I wonder who the other driver is. <laughs> Shout out, Natalie. What's up? Um, okay, so before we get into our hot takes which I already know what one of your answers is for the hot take, but is there anything you want to say to like current SCAD students, pieces of advice, or maybe like a, a super tip that helped you get like product projects done like super quickly? Yeah, I was thinking about this. It's mm-hmm. what it, My piece of advice is something that I didn't do, mm-hmm. and I was so nervous to mess up at SCAD, which doesn't really make sense because this is the one time that you can do something like daring or something that you're really interested in and not get in trouble for it. Yeah. And so that's one of my regrets for sure is I was very reserved or a people pleaser with my projects. And we definitely could have like done more out there things than what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If that makes sense. And do you have a, a super tip for those uh, young designers out there who are... <laughs> Doing things very slowly and could be doing them way faster. <laughs> yeah. I think one thing about the SCAD UX degree is that it sets a good base. But what I taught myself and, like, chased my own interests for is just mm-hmm. as important to learn. So looking into, like, project manage- management was something I was really interested in. So finding reading materials about that or just asking mm-hmm. professors for recommendations on things. Really yeah. just, like, finding your own drive outside of your schoolwork and finding a way to integrate that, I think, is super helpful and will make your schoolwork less painful, hopefully. Yeah, right. And <laughs> I think you'll, like, that'll show in your portfolio, too, that you're passionate about it rather than just, like, oh, I did this project because I had to, but actually, like, doing things that you're interested in. Because when you present that information, it's going to be way better and way more impactful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think UX is like super soft skill based too. Like, there's like definitely that part. Like, yeah, there's a software. Like, you got to know like Figma, XD, whatever you use. But the way that we do the projects is like always four to five people. So it's basically always group projects, and you got to communicate all that sort of shit. Got to stop saying. Anyway, <laughs> Rune, this is a school podcast. <laughs> Anyways, um, one last question actually before we get to the hot yeah. takes. Um, what? There's something about the design process that you weren't able to learn from SCAD that you learned across the past year. Yeah. I know, like, SCAD teaches it a lot, but there's definitely, like, gaps. 
Yeah. So one thing, in, at least in my SCAD projects, and maybe I'm alone on this, is that I never iterated after the fact. I just like presented the final version and I was like, here it is. Mm-hmm. And then I would never revisit it. But like even if my internship at Uber, I had to make different versions of what I was doing. And I've had to do that in every professional setting I've ever done. It's mm-hmm. like, here's the MVP. And these are the things we're going to change for V1. And we have to test these things to make sure V1 is going to work from the MVP. So mm-hmm. definitely iterating on designs is something that I didn't do here. I don't know if you need to do that here, but it's something to keep in mind. Yeah. I think a lot of professors push their, like, after you present, you can always fix things, but then everyone's like, spring break. <laughs> and then you text the group chat and no one responds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. I get it. I mean, I'm on both sides of that coin of like, oh, I want to make this better. And then it's also like, okay, it's on to the next 10 weeks now. Like, we can't look back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. It's a difficult position to be in. Yeah. I feel like when everyone everyone wants to change it, one they have to put it on the portfolio. But before that, like they're like, you know what, it, it's fine. <laughs> or like when red dot submissions are due, and it's like, oh, we need to change these screens <laughs> for three different projects now. Sorry. Yeah. And when you talk about like making or iterating changes, like I guess at SCAD we push it during like mid fi and low fi. But like you mean like once it's high fi, maybe going back down to mid fi and then making changes. It depends on what we're doing so at freight since it's kind of like a startup and we're just figuring some things out especially with like the pricing pricing algorithms and things like that we'll do very small features and see how they work and if they have adaptation we'll make them bigger and more prominent Mm -hmm. so the mvp just doesn't take up a lot of like design time engineering time it's just like a test to see if it works and it's like Mm -hmm. what do you what's the bare minimum you need to test that and then mm-hmm. what is your next version? Yeah. That makes sense. All right. I think it's time for the hot takes. Time oh for the goodness. hot takes. They're not that hot take. They're not that hot. <laughs> <laughs> they're like more, they're warm takes, let's say. Wait, you know what we could do at the end okay. of these hot takes? We could do that, that question that we were asking last season. Oh, yeah, we should. We should? Here, I'll yeah. pull it up. You start with the first one, I'll pull it up. Okay. Well, the first one's pretty, pretty easy. Apple or Windows, I guess, or like PC. I've been brainwashing the Apple. <laughs> like recently or like just always? No, forever. I have the credit card. Like I have to, <laughs> I have to like have all of my operating system on Apple now because I can't pay my credit card bill if I don't. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's a reason that no one has brought up before. That is a very unique reason. I thought about it because I was like, hmm, maybe a Google phone? Oh, I can't pay my credit card bill. I'm <laughs> too lazy to switch. So The credit card does, does look nice. I'll give it them does. that. It does. It does. It, it's aluminum, right? Or like something along the lines of that. Yeah. It's like a white aluminum card with just your name on it and the Apple logo. What more could I ask for? Oh, it's like actual metal. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. I like that. Well, this one's really obvious, but Spotify, Apple Music, <laughs> or otherwise. Spotify, all the way. It's the best yeah, $10 I reason? spend a month. What's your what reason? is my reason? Yeah. I think I've just been on it for so long that it would just be a pain to switch at this point. It's like, oh, all my playlists are on there. All of my like songs are on there. I'm just used to it. 
Yeah. My rating platform. I don't have a great reason. A pain. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, Nico, you can ask the next one, actually. Yeah, sure. I found the other questions. Okay, wait. I'll ask this one. You can ask the next one. Okay. (laughs) Um, Who's your favorite YouTuber? Uh, Favorite YouTuber right now, and has been for a while, is Simone Yech. She's, uh, I think, from Sweden, and she's kind of like a maker, creator person. Mm. Um, She made her Tesla into a pickup truck. That's the best way I can describe her. Oh, yeah. I think I saw that, yeah. 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 She had, like, two brain tumors twice, too, which was, like, yeah, I know. disheartening. It's, it's crazy. Oh, wow. But she's, like, pushed through it, and, like, she's, I think she's doing pretty good now. Wow. Yeah, she's still creating, so I'm taking yeah. it that she's doing well. She creates, like, physical stuff, mostly? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's the, I can't say this, she's the queen of blank robots. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, it, like... Like, she has a, I think, like, she got, like, big after a TED Talk, like, a while back, where it's, like, you should make useless robots. Yeah. Um, and then, and then she yeah. started YouTube. I think she's, like, it's on Adam Savage's Tested, too, now, like, part of the no team. No way. I'm, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, I think she's part of the yeah, team. Yeah, they're friends. That's so cool. I'm very jealous of both. Yeah. Adam Savage is. Do you watch his so, channel, too? Yeah, I love yes. I love watching that channel. <laughs> I literally, I'll watch I him. I watched him build a watering can. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> I'll watch his tool tip and I'm like, oh, so interesting. But like, I'm not going to use a micrometer. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I love it. Okay. This one's actually a hot take. This one is actually a hot take. Uh Uh-oh. Who is your favorite Flux member from all time? (laughs) All time. That's (laughs) good. And obviously, we're not included, obviously. Yes. Oh. Okay, so it's like picking a favorite child, essentially. Uh, from all time. Out of yeah. like a hundred children. Okay. Well, I feel like <laughs> if I don't say Eric, he's going to be very upset. <laughs> <laughs> because we were roommates for a year. Um, so I'll say Eric. Because he's the closest thing I have to a little brother. All right. Let's say you can't. Yeah, say let's Eric, say you then. can't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. BC. BC? You technically yeah. is a Flux member. <laughs> he is. Yeah. I guess that's He'll cool. like that answer too. Yeah, that's that's sweet. Um, okay, what's your favorite drink currently? Or what would be a drink that you would recommend to a friend? Any kind of drink. <sighs> yeah. Well, I have iced coffee every morning with a little bit of oat milk in it. Mm-hmm. that's really I'm not too crazy with drinks it's really just like that and water every day that's I wish it. I had a more interesting answer for you oh yeah. what's your how do you um, purify your waters <laughs> Brita Brita pitcher all the way okay okay gotcha yeah I agree do you do you like carbonated water maybe like I don't know <laughs> yeah. like it's LaCroix this or is, like uh-huh or something this is riveting <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I like carbonated water. Um, I'm just lazy, so I just fill up the Brita. So you really don't That's have what like it is. you don't have like tea or soda. Yeah, I'll drink tea. I'll drink matcha too. Oh, yeah. I've been getting into that. Oh yeah. Yeah, we're matcha fans here. Uh, not really, but it, I, I don't dislike it. I just don't care for it. Yeah. Got it. 
It's caffeinated, so I'll drink it. <laughs> All right. Um, this one's a little goofy. Um, so sock, sock, shoe, shoe, or sock, shoe, sock, shoe. In terms of the order of like how you wear shoes and socks. Yeah. <laughs> well, for all of quarantine, it was just sock, sock. But usually it's sock, sock, shoe, shoe, the first one. Okay. For all of quarantine, it was just sock. <laughs> just sock. one? Just sock. <laughs> we'll take it. And then lastly, um, any shows, music, entertainment, food that you want to recommend to people? You can go like individually or just like answer one of them. Yeah. Um, what have I been watching? I just got into Community. I feel like mm. I'm super late to the game on that. It's good. I think it's funny. Um, kind of has like the Office vibes. Yeah. And sense of humor wise. Um, I'm not a big like binge watcher though. I rarely do that. I think just because I'm always like looking at my computer. So I'm kind of sick of it yeah. towards the end of the day. Um, a website though I spend a lot of time on is Arena. And I'm sure... Andrew Goodridge has preached to you about this because that's who I learned it from. But I think it's a really interesting way to organize things and it makes me happy. <laughs> I'm trying to get into Arena and like partly yeah. because of Andrew, but I, yeah. I think it's going to take a little while. It's a weird learning curve. Like I signed up and I was like, what is this? Yeah, I don't it, know how to find anyone on this. I'm so confused. Yeah, it, it, it's a very different way of doing like, I don't want to say it's, it's like Pinterest, but, like, it's a very different way of doing what Pinterest does. Mm. And it's cooler in many ways, but, like, it's definitely yeah. has a learning curve. Mm. It's like organizing your internet. Yeah. Oh. Okay. That's the best way I can describe it. And now I don't find a try, like, I don't try to find people on it. It's just, like, for me at this point. Yeah. Which is fun. But it definitely takes time to, like, set up. You have to commit a couple hours to understanding it which i know that's not the ux way of doing things but i still like it yeah it's kind of like a badge of honor if you know how to use <laughs> arena is it, is it bad ux or is it just like this complexity of the idea would you say so i almost want to say there's not like a mental model around it that's a very ux buzzword i'm so sorry but no but that, <laughs> but that makes sense that actually makes sense so. yeah like there's nothing like it pinterest is kind of like it mm -hmm. But Pinterest is more user-friendly. They know their audience. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Totally. Arena's just like, you can organize anything on here as long as you have a link. Have fun. Or a photo. They don't give you like, oh, here's some boards you can follow. It's just a blank page. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, what about food? <laughs> Since you're in Savannah, what's your, what's your uh, recommendation? I go to Foxy all the time, of course. <laughs> of course. Because... <laughs> where else would I go? <laughs> um, so that's what I've been doing food-wise. I mean, I get Uber credits, so what's on Uber Eats Ooh, is pretty easy. Nice. It's a perk of working there is they can use them on rides and eats. So That's sweet. Okay, I have a final question, Varun, because mm -hmm. Keenan wanted us to ask him this question. We never did. We'll have to ask him sometime. So... This is a question we asked every episode last season, and we're bringing it back just for you. Um, oh, I'm honored. <laughs> so here's a scenario. Let's say the, okay. the Honorable BC and you, and you know what? I'm going to spice this up. And you and Eric 
Okay. You guys are flying to Korea to promote Flux or something. I don't know. As we do. Yeah, as yeah. we do. And the plane crash landed in the Pacific on a desert island! Exclamation point. You all survived the crash and things get desperate and you can't find food. What are you, you know, are you going to eat one another? Like. What's the deal? I don't even know how to answer that. <laughs> and Jesus if you Christ. Do, you're asking... <laughs> if you eat them, where do you start? The, que- the question isn't if you're going to eat them, actually. It's... What, oh, yeah, you're going to eat them eat? at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what do you eat and how do you cook it? And what do you eat? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, we're asking a vegetarian, so... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I don't feel like that. I wouldn't... I wouldn't do super well, mm. um, even with just normal food. I guess I could see Eric and I honestly being scavengers and then BC being like, you work for me, bring me food. <laughs> That's how I see that happening. Wait, would you, you don't think Eric would try and eat one of you guys or BC? Eric, like Eric and I bicker because we're so close, but I think he loves me enough. To not eat me, I'll have mm. to check with him though. Yeah, you might want to send a text. About that. <laughs> I will. I'll send one tonight just to double check. Yeah, just, just be like, hey, just quick check on our friendship. Yeah. <laughs> just making sure you're you not won't a cannibal, eat me, right? right? Like, <laughs> yeah. If we were to die in a plane crash, you wouldn't eat me, right? Yeah, right. Okay. Just, just making sure. Okay. Well then. BC, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? So you would just. <laughs> He's the wild card. You would just look around for food? I guess. I don't want to think about eating one of my best friends and the chair of my department (laughs) at school. Those are things I don't regularly think about. I wish I had, like, a better answer. (laughs) Your answer is that... Or maybe Eric and I team up. Eric and I team up against BC. Maybe that happens. Oh, yeah. I could see that happening. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot of different scenarios. Pretty fire, actually. Yeah, Zara had a really? good answer. She said she was gonna. What was hers? She was. Was it BC that she was gonna eat? I I think she, she was one with Dallin, so I think it was Dallin that she was. Gonna oh eat. my god! <laughs> and she was gonna <laughs> wrap him in banana leaves and bury him underground to cook him. So she's thought about this. She's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like this isn't the first time this has entered her mind. Okay, I'll keep that in mind when I see her. She's kind of a pro. Yeah. Keep my distance. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Wasn't it her question, actually? We made it together, yeah. So she knew. She knew it was coming. She knew it was coming. Yeah, you can't throw me on the spot like that. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's a good answer. I think hopefully you and Eric team up against BC. I think it's a good way to do it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'll let him know. All right. I think that's all for today. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you for having me. This has been fun. Thanks for coming. Of course. On Zoom. On Easy. Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> Another great episode has come and gone. I loved hearing what Sarah had to say. But before ending this week's episode, I actually don't have any announcements for you all, but I would like to say that Make sure you all follow our Instagram at scabflux and join our Discord, which you can find on our website at www.scadflux.com. Again, that's scadflux.com. As always, we want to thank all of the people who have made this podcast happen. 
Thanks to Josh Wiley for helping us edit and produce this podcast, as well as making our awesome music. Thanks to the whole production team, and of course, our wonderful, beautiful, and creative listeners. Feel free to reach out to us on any of our social media platforms and give feedback. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you next time.